You're listening to Harper Audio Presents, a podcast that brings you conversation and inspiration from your favorite authors, editors, and creators, giving you new perspectives on the world of books, culture, and the arts. We are part of the HarperCollins Presents Network of Podcasts. I'm Anna Maria Alessi, and with me today is Dr. Josh Axe, author of Eat Dirt, Why Leaky Gut May Be the Root Cause of Your Health Problems and Five Surprising Steps to Cure It, on sale March 29th from Harper Wave. Welcome, Dr. Axe. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay, my first question. Who are you and why should we follow your advice to eat dirt? Well, I uh, currently live in Nashville, Tennessee. I had a wellness practice there for years where we did things, a lot of different forms of natural medicine and and, and different types of testing. And for me, um, I think people should listen to me because I uh, have helped a lot of people get healthy using natural principles. And for me, really, my health story starts uh, with my mom uh, becoming ill. And I think you'll I, I personally as well interview a lot of people in the health profession and find that so many people in this field became physicians or really went into a certain field of medicine because either themselves or a family member got sick. Yeah. And it was no different with me. My mom, uh, when I was in uh, junior high, was diagnosed with breast cancer, which was crazy for my family at the time because my mom was my gym teacher at school. She was a swim instructor really fit and active, but yet diagnosed with cancer. And we went through all the traditional medical treatments at the time. She went and had a mastectomy. She went through rounds and rounds and rounds of chemotherapy. And I still remember to this day seeing her hair fall out. I remember thinking she'd age 20 years in two weeks and just saying to myself, I never want to see anyone have to go through that again. And after through that, she was diagnosed as being cancer-free, and they even said she was healthy. But really, the 10 years after she went through chemotherapy, she got sicker than ever. She came down with a condition that I now have labeled and many doctors call leaky gut syndrome. Uh, She had Hashimoto's thyroiditis. She struggled with chronic fatigue and adrenal fatigue, chronic constipation, and was just sick all the time. And so 10 years later, I got a call, and at this point, I was working on becoming a doctor of functional medicine. And she called me, and she says, "Uh, Josh, I've got bad news. I've been diagnosed with cancer again and tears. She said, what do I do? I said, Mom, I really think we need to start taking care of you all naturally. And so we started with all natural treatments. And one of the symptoms she told me she had at the time was constipation. In fact, she'd been having an average of one bowel movement a week for over two years. And no doctor picked up on this. No, no, it was, or did she not reveal that? Or is, what Well, you know, with with something like the constipation, digestive issues, they just said, you know, that's normal after after you go through chemotherapy. And she got put on medication. She was on an antidepressant medication, anti-anxiety, and some other drugs, a drug for her thyroid. And so she was being treated in that way, but just not getting better. And then we went and changed her diet. We started juicing vegetables every single day. She started drinking bone broth, eating fermented probiotic-rich foods. And we followed a natural plan uh, we did this for four months, and actually after just two weeks, she started having bowel movements, not once a week, but once every day, eventually twice a day. And we went four months like this, and she just started feeling better and better. We went back to the oncologist, redid a CT scan, and four months later, the tumors had shrunk in half. 
without uh, any other treatment without any other treatment really it was it was it was diet i mean there was diet there was lifestyle we'd follow these eat dirt principles things we talk about in the book like uh, consuming soil-based organisms and right. certain types of medicinal mushrooms and these things that right. are lacking in our diets today. And today, uh, it's been probably seven, eight years now, and she's completely cancer-free. In fact, over the past few years, she's uh, ran several 5Ks with me, gotten second and third in her age group, and my mom's in her mid-60s and says she actually feels better now in her 60s than she did in her 30s. So that's part of what caused me to open up one of the largest uh, functional medicine clinics in the world and write the upcoming book I have, Eat Dirt, and really teaching the world these principles because I know so many people out there today are struggling with leaky gut, autoimmune disease, and other health issues, and I know that this program can help them. So tell us what leaky gut is. Leaky gut is what I believe to be the root cause of all disease, and Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, is is famous for saying, all disease begins in the gut. And you know what? I believe that all health begins in the gut as well. And leaky gut happens to where you have, let's say, small holes in your intestines, kind of like a fishing net. And certain things should pass through into the bloodstream from your intestines and other things should be kept out. Well, imagine you get a tear or hole in your net. Certain proteins and toxins and bad bacteria can then leak through like gluten. In fact, gluten uh, causes intestinal inflammation, can tear a hole in your gut lining, and then allow other things to pass through. And what happens if gluten and these other particles pass through in the bloodstream, it causes systemic inflammation of the body and can create a vicious cycle where over time can even lead to things like autoimmune disease. And so really, we believe and know today from medical studies that the root cause of autoimmune disease itself is leaky gut. And and there's really a lot of symptoms people can have. And typically, when you hear leaky gut, you'd think, okay, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's a digestive issue. In fact, a lot of times you don't have any symptoms at all at the early on stages of leaky gut. Now, of course, gas and bloating and digest and inflammatory bowel disease, those are absolute cases where you'd have leaky gut, but also but things like... a rash. You talk a lot about a rash. Yeah, even ba- basic yeah. skin issues, even yeah. acne, eczema, psoriasis. We're finding food sensitivities and food allergies yeah. are the main cause of leaky gut today. Autoimmune disease, thyroid problems, adrenal fatigue, arthritis... All of these have been linked to, in the medical studies, to leaky gut. And the good news is there are all natural things people can do to cure the root cause of their disease. And it's one of your beliefs, is it not, that part of what's driving an increase in this is this whole, the way that we've sterilized our mm. environments and the way that we've we've attended to that so wholeheartedly. And, the, of course, the use of antibiotics, right? Those are the two things that you think are driving a lot of it? Absolutely. The truth is we've become too clean today. Yeah. You know, and it's not that, you know... I understand why we started using antimicrobials and antibiotics because lack of sanitation was the biggest killer, uh, you know, uh, 50 and 100 years ago. But today we've actually swung that pendulum too far in the other direction. Now we're killing the very microbes and probiotics that are essential for our survival and for our health. And yeah, some of the biggest things that are culprits today are hand sanitizers. Right. Uh, they, they contain antibacterials like triclosan. Never like that, yeah. Yeah, they've they've even been linked. Actually, recent medical studies have shown they kill off probiotics in the gut and damage the liver and kidneys. Antibiotic drugs, you know, not only do do they kill the bad bacteria, they kill the good bacteria in our gut. And that also causes 
a microbial imbalance where you get yeast overgrowth in the body, such as candida, you know, that's another major problem today. And what happens with candida, a lot of people don't realize this, candida and bad microbes themselves start to create their own toxins that eat away at the gut lining, causing leaky gut. Yeah. Well, the one thing you made me glad for is I, my dog sometimes sleeps with me, which I, I used to feel bad about. But now I feel like, okay, it's all good. Because you talk about how you would take the dirt from your dog's paws, you know, as a way oh, yeah. of, of just picking up the dirt, right? Well, so well, I'm not going to feel bad about that anymore. Absolutely. Well, you know, I have a pet. I actually have a dog, Oakley, and we uh, we take good care of him. And I tell him every time we go on a walk and I'm brushing him off after he gets mud everywhere, I say, you know what, Oakley, you're, you're, building, my, uh, you're building my immune system. And I think that's a key thing to understand. In fact, there's studies now showing that the people that live on farms or people that have pets have stronger immune systems and lesser cases of allergies and asthma. In fact, one study, study said if you just own a dog, your chance of having allergies and asthma decreases by 52%. It's amazing. We love dogs. <laughs> so what do you have to do? Do you really, do you have to follow a very specific and challenging diet and, you know, tell us the basics sure. of what one can do. And I'd also, and I'm going to follow that up with a question. It's sort of how that approach is different from any other dietary approach. Sure. Well, well, the key is all about balancing out the microbes in your microbiome. And today we have a severe deficiency. In fact, a recent study found that certain tribes around the world may have as much as 50% more microbes in their gut than the average American. In fact, one of those tribes is called the Yanomami tribe that there was a recent study done on. And so what's happened is because of our lack of microbe exposures, we don't have enough good bacteria in diverse microbes in our systems. And we've already talked about the antibiotic overuse and those type of things. So that's number one is stay away from excess antimicrobials. Step number two is to start repopulating your gut with good microbes. And one way to do that in a way, now I'm not saying people need to go out there and scoop dirt up and literally eat dirt, but the average two-year-old or average infant consumes around 500 milligrams of dirt a day, according to to medical researchers, which is the equivalent of one capsule, 500 milligram capsule today. And so really we should be picking up some dirt in our diet, but from good, clean soil. And so those are called soil-based organisms like Bacillus subtilis, certain strains of probiotics that are known as the king of probiotics. You know, a lot of people today are getting probiotics from food. Actually, I should say a lot of people, a few people who understand probiotics. But the people that understand the in-depth research understand that you don't just want food-based probiotics. You also want soil-based probiotics. Well, food-based probiotics like lactobacillus or bifidobacterium, they're, they're great for found, your body. Tell us where they're found. Remind us. Uh, those are typically found in things like uh, goat's milk, kefir, and very, natural yogurt. Very easy to, uh, to achieve, yes. Yeah, very easy to achieve on our bodies. Things like bacillus subtilis are found in the soil today, and those soil-based probiotics are known as endospore and really go out and they help clear out bad bacteria and yeast out of your system. And so, again, those oh. are found in the soil today. And, and people want to be doing both. You want to be getting your probiotic-rich foods. That's an absolute must. You want to be getting your soil-based organisms. One way to do that is by shopping at your local farmer's market and just lightly rinsing off your cares. In fact, just to give you an example of this, if you've ever bought those shiny baby carrots at your grocery store. I read your book. I I will never buy them again. But, you know, those are sprayed with a chemical solution, and basically there's no good microbes left. In fact, that solution on there will actually kill off some of the microbes. I'm never buying them again. (laughs) 
<laughs> Don't kill them off. I was in the kitchen gut. chopping I, over the weekend. I bought a big bag of organic carrots hey, and I cut them up into little pieces to have with the hummus. So I love that. Well, hey, as you were cutting up those carrots, one of the things you'll notice is it's not this, you know, this pure fluorescent orange color. It's there are actually these little brown spots on the surface of the carrots. Those are soil-based organisms that are implanted so on I the outs of the carrots. I peeled them. Well, you're better off not peeling them. I would say just a little water, a little water and All apple right. cider vinegar, perfect All solution. Right. You want to leave that on there. And there's studies showing that those actually help you break down and digest your food better. Okay. And then the other basic thing is we're not chewing our food enough, <laughs> right? It, 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 I mean, it's a big deal. I know that I'm really conscious now when working with patients, I tell them, chew 30 times. And you'd be surprised. And the funny thing is if you watch children today, they chew about 30 times. You watch them eat their food. Oh, yeah. Well, watch a little kid who's just, okay. just starting to eat. They'll, they'll, chew, they'll, they'll chew a pretty long time. Um, Why is that? Do you know? Uh, I think it's just, you know, Mother Nature. They realize yeah, that their body important. needs so much to, to break it down. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's important for, for digestion. You also refine five different gut types and what a specific diet might do to, sure. to improve and, and support that. But it, I think that, well, here's my question. So I'm reading the book and I'm going through and I'm reading your sample um, menus and yeah. everything. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, I eat kale, mm-hmm. I eat beets. You know, I, I felt like I felt like I was close enough because by and large I follow a Mediterranean diet because mm-hmm. it's basically so easy and so delicious. And I don't feel like I have any of these symptoms. But so talk to me about what I might be missing or, sure. what, or what the benefit of eating more bone broth, of course, that would be eating any bone broth since I eat none right now, um, what that benefit might be for somebody who just is walking around feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm doing okay. Sure. Well, and I, I will say this about my gut type diet. It, it is unlike any other diet out there today. And I really believe it's the most effective diet for healing leaky gut, overcoming autoimmune disease, any digestive issue, or even things like food allergies and thyroid conditions. Yeah. And so this really is a cutting edge diet and it's based on Chinese medicine called the five elements of Chinese medicine. So this diet itself and some of the recommendations, it's based on my clinical work, but also Chinese medicine, which has been around for about 3,000 plus years. And so again, it's it's been proven throughout history. In Chinese medicine, you're broken down in really five element types. I correlate those with five gut types. And, and everybody's going to fall into one or two categories. And a lot of people are going to be a primary gut type and a secondary gut type. The five gut types are number one is candida gut. Number two is toxic gut. Then we have stressed gut, immune gut, and gastric gut. And so candida gut is when people tend to have that white coating on their tongue, any type of yeast or candida overgrowth in the body. And there's a specific Chinese medicine diet for that or our gut type diet, which really looks to nourish specific organs like your spleen and your small intestine and helps your body get rid of any type of excess sugar and any type of yeast and candida. So that's part gut type diet, part one. Uh, The next diet I'll mention here is toxic gut type that's typically related to when you have liver or gallbladder issues or have trouble in digesting fats. Also, if you have issues like rosacea, you typically have or uh, or psoriasis. Those, those are, or have your gallbladder removed. Those are warning signs you've got a toxic gut type, and there's this very specific diet for that. Typically, foods that are high in chlorophyll, foods that are also going to be sour in nature because sour yeah, foods nourish the liver and gallbladder. And so that's a specific gut type diet. And then we have the stressed gut type. That's for anybody who's suffering with adrenal fatigue, 
thyroid issues, whether it be hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's disease. And it's, it's going to be that body type. And this diet is specifically created for those who need to heal their digestive tract, but also nourish the adrenal glands mm-hmm. and the thyroid. And that's going to be a lot of antioxidant-rich foods, as well as foods that are high in certain nutrients like selenium and vitamin B12 and zinc is crucial. Then we have immune gut, which is really designed for anybody with anything like an inflammatory bowel disease or an autoimmune disease. This diet is very rich in bone broth, as well as certain uh, vegetables that can help boost immunity like cauliflower, garlic, and onions. And then we have gastric gut. It's a diet that's, uh, that's very uh, good for people with acid reflux. And um, that's a lot. A I know lot. it sounds like no, a lot. I, it was helpful because you, you, you help us look at the difference between the two. And then, like you said, imagine yourself in either a primary one or a primary and then a secondary yes. one. And then you, you lay out very specific recommendations as to how to eat to, to benefit it, those, you know, those types. You know, and it's very simplistic too. You know, we have desserts on the menu, you know. Well, so, I was so, just going to ask you, well, I'm going to ask you in a minute, but here's another question though. Sure. You, you seem reluctant to advise that people drink coffee and you keep reading nowadays. You say, you know, maybe one or one cup is I think what I remember, but you, it seems like everybody's saying coffee is like the greatest thing for us now. So what are your sure. thoughts on coffee? Well, I think part of it depends on your gut type. Yeah. And so again, you need to eat right for your gut type yeah. as I teach in this book. If you're a person with a condition, let's say you're a stressed gut type and you have adrenal insufficiency and your adrenal glands are worn out, caffeine is absolutely going to continue to make that problem worse versus something more basic like, uh, you know, like toxic gut. I mean, your body can handle a certain amount of caffeine. And so I would say when you're having it in the morning, uh, one cup for most people is going to be fine. Coffee is beneficial because of the the flavonoids and the certain types of antioxidants that are found Mm -hmm. and that dark color in the coffee. The truth is, though, I mean, after a glass a day, I mean, you're getting plenty of those antioxidants. Uh, you don't necessarily need more of those that. those types. And what happens when you start to have coffee after around lunchtime, that caffeine will stay in your body for the next 12 hours. So if you start to have coffee, especially late afternoon and evening, it's going to disturb your sleep cycle, which again, one of the things I teach in the book is certain organs detox at different times of the day. For instance, your uh, liver detoxes from 1 to 3 in the morning. That. It's 1 to 3 in the morning, regardless of what you're doing. Really, regardless of what you're doing, it's really uh, most of it is based on where the sun is in the sky. I mean, our body has, uh, most of us have heard of things like circadian rhythms. Well, based on these different rhythms and being tuned to uh, society and your environment, you know, uh, melatonin raises at a certain time at night, cortisol raises early in the morning. So within those hormone fluctuations actually affects the way the organs are and what they're doing in your system. Absolutely. All right, so now you've published your book and and you get a call from your publicist that you're on the New York Times bestseller list. What do you eat in celebration? <laughs> you know, I've got a few things. Uh, my wife and I on Friday nights love to do healthy pizza nights. So we'll get a, we'll, we'll do a, a sprouted grain tortilla or maybe even a, make our own out of cauliflower coconut crust. And, you know, we'll do some pizza sauce, some mushrooms, uh, maybe some fresh basil and a little bit of, I do sheep cheese on there, like some pecorino or, or manchego. So we'll make a healthy pizza. We'll maybe do some uh, dark chocolate brownies we make. The flour we use is a coconut flour. And so, you know, I'll, I'll probably do some brownies and pizza. I won't be going, you know, down the street uh, to the conventional place. But, you know, one of the other great things we have in this book is some fantastic recipes. Yeah, very unusual, yeah. When I was going through undergrad 
And before I really got into my medical studies, I was more in the fitness industry and everything tasted bland, like cardboard, nothing tasted good. With this diet that I lay out, the food tastes absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, you can eat d- desserts, but you know, specific desserts we lay out in the book. And the other thing is, I've had a lot of people say, I can't believe how simple this diet is. I mean, it's yeah. incredibly healing. Yet at the same time, it's also incredibly doable for your average person, especially beneficial for those struggling with chronic health issues. And you find that people are able to stay on it. Yeah, absolutely. It's the way I've eaten my entire life. In right. fact, one of the things that my, my patients we've done for years is we'll do healthy potlucks in my clinic and nice. and uh, on certain occasions. But yeah, I mean, we, we have, I have a Facebook page that are people always jumping on and sharing their healthy recipes. And again, that's one of the things they keep hearing over and over again is that the food tastes amazing and, uh, you know, and, and it's something they feel like they can do the rest of their life. Yeah, that's key. Well, thank you so very much for Eat Dirt. I learned so much. It was a really great book. Awesome. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. I'm Anna Maria Alessi, and this episode was edited by Sharon Matlin with production help from Jennifer Monroe. The books featured in this episode are available for purchase wherever books are sold. Please be sure to subscribe to Harper Audio Presents, and you can send us a question or comment via our Facebook page. We hope you'll join us next time as we hear more from leading figures across books, culture, and the arts, all brought to you by Harper Audio Presents.